Welcome to the Fearless Five podcast. We're going to talk about yoga on this episode. Welcome to season four of the Fearless Five. This is episode 11 and the overall it is the 140th episode, which feels like a milestone, but not. I am your host, Heather Larson. I'm a lot of things, a transformational life coach, used to be Reiki master uh, and yoga person, yogi. I'm a yogini. Um, I've been called a lot of things over the years, but, um, I've been doing, I've been doing yoga for most of my life. And I finally enrolled last year in online yoga teacher training. Cause we were all stuck at home and I was like, I need to do something with my life. I'm going to learn yoga online. I'm going to become a, you know, 200 hour yoga teacher and do teacher training. I'd always wanted to do it. And, uh, yeah, the pandemic kind of gave me an opportunity to enroll. So I had started in September and was slowly plugging along with it uh, when, which, which kind of just it reinforced my yoga practice. It got me deeper into yoga, obviously. I also joined a yoga collective. Um, and so I had like these two things going for me. Then I got really sick in December. I didn't know that I had asthma. I didn't know I had a lot of things going on. We'll put it that way. And then before we could get the asthma under control at my weakest long moment of my life, I caught COVID-19. So I wanted to share just six for now. (laughs) There's so many ways because I'm, I'm still struggling to put it into words. The many things that helped me to survive COVID-19 and, and not just physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Um, so we'll be touching on that, you know, till further notice, (laughs) but I wanted to start with the six ways that yoga helped me through COVID-19 is obviously understatement. It was a bad experience. So, you know, first of all, we're going to start dissecting some yoga here. And I want to upfront, I want to say that yoga is, is it, is an entire living thing. There are eight limbs of yoga. It's not just this workout thing. It's not just this thing about pretzeling yourself or touching your toes. Yoga is not exercise. Yoga is a whole lot more than that. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, the physical postures of yoga, what we call asana that helped me through COVID-19. Obviously I couldn't physically do anything. Like I couldn't take out my own trash. Like I still, I will probably marvel at that forever. That like basic tasks I could hardly do like I could anything if it involved walking I couldn't do it until like maybe late February and it took like a month or something I can't remember I have to go back through my notes which believe me I I had some notes probably written during some fever dreams but (laughs) it's what happens when you have nine days of fever but um what I'm going to talk about on this podcast is more than the physical yoga and yoga postures because I don't want somebody to tune into this and be like how did she do yoga when she had COVID I heard she got really sick (laughs) and I don't want you listening to this if you're struggling with a a yoga asana practice and you're like this this bitch did yoga while she had COVID I was using yogic principles like the off the mat type of type of yoga the eight limb path of yoga the yamas the niyamas that's what I was using to help get me through yoga so could I explain let us start with the one of the amazing things that yoga brings you is self-awareness and I got a lot of it the hard way (laughs) because, uh, you know, I had to become more self-aware and this, the ways that you're supposed to become self-aware when you're practicing on your yoga mat, you're supposed to become aware of your breath. I was, 
hyper aware of my breath and if I was breathing and what my O2 was. And I'm going to tell you that there were days I just wore a pulse ox and just changed its batteries to make sure I didn't go below 89 and die at home. So um, to say that I was a little bit um, too aware of my physicality um, would be an understatement. And, you know, when you're going through something really craptastic, really bad, you're going through an illness, you get to find out a lot about yourself. You get to find out a lot about how you act when you're at your weakest or when you're in the worst mood and the most pain you could possibly be in. Went through all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nothing makes you more self-aware than going through a crisis completely alone, isolated and quarantined. You learn what you're made of, you learn what you lack and where you need to improve. Let me tell you, the mirror is suddenly quite clear. So, you know, this brings me to my next point, which is leaning into the hard stuff. So leaning into the hard stuff, uh, you know, I hate that we all have to learn this through pain and suffering, but we do. Um, you know, you're not born knowing how to do it. It's a practice. Doing hard things is a, is a practice. So, you know, just as the yucky stuff comes up when you're on your mat doing the physical postures and you have to lean into the physical discomfort of it, but you don't push yourself in yoga because you don't want to hurt yourself. But when you practice your yoga off the mat in your real life, that's when, you know, push comes to shove. And like when you're in this major health crisis, obviously the pain was greater and so is the suffering. And, you know, I don't know how I did it. I, I think I got a shot of pain medicine when I was in the emergency room. It wasn't the good stuff, obviously. It was uh, Toradol, I think. And then, uh, you know, that was that was the most um, painkiller I got uh, as far as the whole experience. Um, and and some of that is my choice uh, because, you know, I didn't think the pain was the pain was bad and constant and is still decreasing four months later. Um, but the, the pain wasn't like so bad that I needed like a narcotic. Um, also I used to be, uh, pretty embroiled in my own addiction back in the day. So I, I try to stay away from that stuff. Like, you know, unless I'm going to have a surgery or something like I probably will never use that again. I hope not anyway, but anyway, um, and I wasn't a big narcotics person. I, I liked other things, um, mainly alcohol. Um, but I got through this whole thing sober, which I'll get to in a minute. You know, I, I had to, I had to learn that handling the hard stuff meant that I had to go a little bit easier on myself. Um, I had some samskaras or patterns of not asking for help. Um, it's gotten better over nearly 17 years um, since I lost my mother. When my mother died and I was very young, uh, I was not able to ask for help at all. I was offended if people wanted to help me. I really messed with my pride and ego and maybe some kind of inferiority complex or some inadequacy I had going on. Part of my codependency, I think at the time, 17 years ago was like, I can't, I can't ask for help. I can't, I can't be weak. You know, that was kind of where I was coming from back then. So I, I thought that I had learned better to ask for help and to gracefully receive help from others. Uh, but this took it to a whole other level. So Another thing is I used to have only two speeds. I had two speeds, stop and go. 
<laughs> I didn't really have a slow. I didn't really have a neutral. I just had a go, 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 and then a stop. And I used to be able to do whatever I wanted when I wanted. And and so these are things that I, I had to learn. And, and there are, you know, there's the, the principle of yoga here is learning about my samskaras. Uh, and, and leaning into that discomfort and, and, and learning how to handle, you know, the physical discomfort, the mental discomfort. Cause also I, I knew I was very sick. I knew I would not be able to just like take two weeks off of work for like your average flu. COVID was different. Um, and I had new demands on my body. I wasn't working. I wasn't able to work. I didn't know how I would be able to return to work outside the home. And of course I did not. I took medical leave and then I just got a job working from home and, you know, I had, I had to, I had to change everything. Um, and when COVID was really bad for me over the winter, it was like the coldest freaking winter ever. It was like, it was negative 27 here. Like, screw this. I'm moving. Okay. But (laughs) it was the coldest winter I think I've ever experienced living in the Midwest. We were colder than Moscow, Russia. Okay. We were... (laughs) We were so cold. Like it, it, we, we all practically, I, I kept electricity. Thank God. I couldn't imagine going through what I was going through and then like freezing my butt off too. Cause it was hard to keep the house warm. Um, but I'm going off on a tangent here, but you know, it was, it was so cold and I, and I had to learn to adjust. I had to learn to sit differently. I couldn't sit, I couldn't sit up straight. I couldn't, I couldn't lean back in a chair and I could only stand being in bed for so long because I had to be propped up in bed too because I had COVID pneumonia. So I couldn't, I couldn't lay flat. I still to this day have trouble laying flat. Uh, I think I'm just afraid that I'm going to die in my sleep still. Um, but and also my body is now used to laying on an angle and I, my lungs are still not great. So I still, you know, I'm, I had to, in the beginning though, I couldn't sit properly in a chair. I had to use pillows to prop myself forward at an angle because my chest was so tight and, it, and I was struggling to breathe so much. I had to be forward. So it was, there was a lot of adapting, you know, and then being sober for, it's almost my eighth sober birthday now. Uh, so I've been sober about almost eight years, you know, I got through all of this experience sober. And, and let me tell you, my friend died in the middle of this. My cat died in the middle of this. I wasn't working. I was worried about money. I was worried about careers and jobs and how to get through daily life. And I was getting exhausted very quickly from doing absolutely nothing. I had so much stress. Uh, and, and then we're supposed to get like pandemic benefits here in this stupid state where I live, which is Kansas. And, and, and they've, they've never paid me. So I got through this whole thing broke and, and, and able to work and <laughs> it, it was a madness. It was a mess, but I got through it sober. I leaned into my yoga practice. It gave me solutions. It gave me work to do. And I had to stop and pause because I had a coughing fit there because that still happens to this day. So I'm almost done though. (laughs) And by the way, you can read this whole thing that I'm saying. I'm just going to lose my voice again. But um, you can read everything that I'm talking about is actually on the blog for once. Don't get used to it because I'm really going to still stick to the weekly post of the previous week's podcast. But this was something that was on my mind and hard to share the power of yoga and how yoga got me through this experience. And, you know, one of the principles of yoga was Saucha. Saucha is cleanliness. And cleanliness has a new meaning to me. And, like, not in the sense of, like, let's go out and buy all the Clorox and bleach the house. You know, like <laughs> Saucha is all about that, but it's about so much more too. I ended up cleaning out and decluttering everything that didn't serve me in general. 
you know, I disinfected the house and my life too. The house of my life really, <clears throat> I'm, I'm losing my voice. So I might have to cut this short. You know, I thought I decluttered before, but I, I had to, I had to declutter on a new level. You know, there was a point where I think I've shared that walking was, I mean, next to impossible and I already have a pretty small home. So getting around, um, and, and the first days that I had COVID, it was so bad. I had to cling to the wall to get to the bathroom. It was like, I could hardly get there. Um, so like (laughs) once you have some kind of disability, you can't have a bunch of stuff around your house to trip on. Like you can't have rugs and you can't have like, like it was bad. So (laughs) not as bad as I think it, it could have been worse, but there was a new meaning to, being clean and organized, um, from the perspective of having COVID brain fog. Um, I had to keep everything so organized and be so methodical about things. And I created a reminder system to take my meds properly, um, with like little $5 different colored silicone rings. I had color coded and I would put them on my finger to remind me to take the meds. And then I would take the meds and take them off and put a different color on. I had this whole, I had this whole thing going, but I had to be clean and I had to be organized and I had to declutter. So, you know, I've got medical supplies to take care of, which is cleanliness. Like I've got, you know, clutter in the house and like disorganization in the house. I had to go, um, I just, I had to find a way to be really focused. And like another thing I did, which I know I've talked about before is I, I turned off like every notification on my phone. I would put my iPad on, uh, do not disturb at certain hours because, you know, I needed to have just quiet time and stillness time, which is, you know, another aspect of, of yoga too, which actually I didn't write about in the blog. I'm, I should have, I should go back. Um, <laughs> but I, I had to clean out my focus in, in a way. Like I had to find a focus and it was, I had so many pings on my phone that it would get me off track and I would forget what I was doing or forget what I needed to do or I would take the meds wrong, you know, like real stuff that would, was a consequence of just being like disorganized or cluttered or have paper clutter here and there. And like, it was crazy. Had to do it. Check out the blog. I've got some downloads for you, like how to clear mental clutter and three steps, how to do digital detox, all that good stuff. So I've mentioned that stuff before. Now, this one's kind of a gratitude thing and I'm gonna have to wrap up because I think I'm getting hoarse again, but I never knew how hard yoga really was physically until I lost my physical abilities. People always think, oh yeah, you do yoga, whatever. You're soft. You know, those, those are the, those are the workout people, like the gym rat people. They think yoga is easy. It's not (laughs) even, even gentle yoga was really hard for me. It's still really hard for me. I don't do like, I, I did power yoga at one point in my life. I mean, I couldn't imagine right now doing like a full on vinyasa, like I, or a flow vinyasa is a flow. I couldn't imagine doing that right now. I, I try to do as much yoga every day as I possibly can And it took me a long time to get through, you know, a single yoga video, you know, it was like, it started with like, maybe I can do three minutes and that three minutes would be me rolling out my mat, standing on it, finding a way to sit down on it. And that, that, that would be like a lot of work, like just, just standing in Tadasana or mountain pose at the front of my mat. That was a lot of work. Um, rolling up my mat when I was done was a lot of work, but just sitting cross-legged on my mat was a lot of work. That's, that's what COVID did to my body. And 
you know, just sitting there for a few minutes and doing even some neck and shoulder rolls, which I don't know if I could ever put into, if you haven't been through this experience, you can't imagine how tight your chest and shoulder muscles get and the sternum pain. I had tailbone pain. I still have tailbone pain, but it's not as bad, but I, everything hurt from my armpits to my ass and I could hardly move it. And so to get up and down off the yoga mat and do just two poses, just to stand on the mat and then sit cross-legged on the mat seemed impossible. And then doing a neck roll and a shoulder roll, like three minutes of that. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going back to bed. Um, so I, I will forever look at yoga, any, any pose that I can do. And I still like everything. My body's still so tight and still unable to do very much walking, uh, for more than a few minutes. Although today I, I did take the trash out today. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of this. I, it, it didn't feel like walking was as hard today and this is still, you know, three weeks out from the second shot. Um, so if you're, if you're a COVID long hauler and you're debating about the shots, I'm telling you the shots for me were worth it. Each shot alleviated a little bit more of the symptoms. So, um, I'm all for the shot. I don't know that I got profound relief from the shot and I did not get rapid relief from either shot, but I did notice a difference in the, in the days and weeks after each shot. So you know, that's this, this whole thing has completely changed how I look at my body. I'm hyper aware of its issues and its aches and its pains and its problems. And when my, when I've talked too much, I don't know why I, I had a coughing fit a little while ago. I was, I was recording something else. It makes no sense. Like I will just have random coughing fits. I will randomly lose my voice. I will randomly go hoarse and raspy. Um, sometimes I just, it's, it's a hot mess and I can't predict when it's going to happen. Obviously I'm talking too much, but I really haven't done that much talking today other than whatever recording I do in the, in the evening. Um, but yeah, I just, it makes no sense. Like this, the, the voice and the lungs are still, they're still recovering. Um, and, and finally yoga means union and connection and you know, nothing shows more how we are interconnected across the planet than watching a virus spread far and wide rapidly. You know, COVID is real and nearly killed me. It did take my friends from me while I was circling the drain. I, I will never, I'll never understand um, how some people could have been so selfish as to just run around spreading it and, and being unconscious about it. And, you know, that we got to see who cares about one another, right? And who cares about their point of view or their opinion or their politics more. Um, you know, there were so many things that showed me both good and bad, <laughs> how we were all interconnected. And, and mostly I think people are good, you know, because of uh, friends did so much for me and, and made sure that I still had a roof over my head and that I still had food. People brought me Gatorade. People brought me meals. Like even if somebody just left it at my door, um, you know, neighbors took out my trash. Neighbors, my neighbors, my neighbors are are in the medical field, and they would they would text me and they'd be like, "What's your what's your vitals? You know, what what's your blood pressure? What's your heart rate? What's your what's your O2 right now? What's your O2? What's your, your, your you know?" And if my O2 sounded bad, they'd be, "Oh, what's your heart rate now?" You know, and so like they really they kept up on it, and they they didn't have to. They chose to. You know, and that's the the brilliance of the medical profession is not just the craft itself. It is the empathy and the bedside manner of the people who are the doctors and nurses who the first responders who got us all through this 
you know, like I, I don't know why I'm alive sometimes. Like it's, you know, my, my pulmonologist saved my life. That's probably why I'm alive. But yeah, it's, there was, there were some tough, tough moments, um, where I really had to think about whether I was going to make it or not. And and somehow I did, you know, I, I feel like, <laughs> and, I, and I write this on the blog and I'll, I'll say this and then I'm going to have to cut, cut this short, but you know, it was like there was this heroic conspiracy to keep me alive among strangers and friends. Like I should have, like I, I, I should, I should be dead. I shouldn't be here, but I'm here, and, and I'm gonna keep talking about yoga, and I'm gonna keep talking about Reiki and coaching and personal development. I think we need this stuff now more than ever. I know it's cliche to say that, but we we need this. Um, this the COVID thing you know, there's this, this pandemic where this virus was going around and like now many of us are vaccinated and we're, we're not contributing, you know, anymore to the the spread of it. At least I hope I'm not. I do still mask when I'm in public places. Um, also cause I can't get sick again. I just, <laughs> I don't want to get any more viruses this year. I'm good. Like I got all my sickness out of the way for like a decade. Okay. But, um, you know, there's, there's so much more to come. I think there's, there's a domino effect. I think hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, I would love to be wrong about this, but I, I see, you know, our year of isolation and, you know, COVID spreading like wildfire around the world appears to be waning. Maybe, you know, I don't know if they're even testing people anymore, just trying to vaccinate. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm trying not to pay attention to the news like that. Cause I don't want to stress myself out, but you know, I think there's going to be, a profound change to society that we're seeing, uh, you know, people like myself changing careers, migrating to different places, uh, looking for different work, different careers. Those of us who survived this have been through such a profound experience. And those of us who have lost loved ones have been through such a profound experience. Uh, We are forever changed and we will not be living our lives the same way we lived them before we got sick or before we lost our loved ones. And, you know, many of us have lost multiple people. Um, And my friends who are doctors and nurses, I don't know when they've had time to decompress and deal with the trauma of treating people like myself, like, you know, like each other, you know, like, so like my, my pulmonologist was telling me about his COVID experience because he'd had it three months before I had it, you know, and, 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 you know, the people who came before me were like, here's how you survive this, <laughs> you know, here's what you have to do. Here's, here, you know, you need to do this and this and this. And it was like, dude, my, my friend, the nurse, um, you know, you need to do this breathing exercise. You need to get up and you need to walk around X amount of minutes a day, three times a day. And like the, all these things that she told me to do. And I couldn't, she wanted me to walk like 15 minutes a day, three times a day. I was like, it'll take me, <laughs> I'm lucky if I could get two minutes a day, period. And that's, that's how bad it was. Um, but the collective trauma that we're all going to have to deal with, the grief that we're going to have to deal with, let alone what's going to happen to this economy. Because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I think most people realize that unlimited printing of money isn't going to go very well. And we are all seeing the inflation. So... The world is changing and I believe that we need the tools to get through it. You know, there was a time in my life when alcohol and drugs were the tool, um, but they, they are not the tool anymore. So I use things that work, you know, like I talked about Reiki and tapping or EFT last night, you know, tonight I'm talking about yoga, you know, they, you got to find the thing that works. 
you know, whatever that is, you know, if you're listening to this and you're looking for a way to get through tough times, I'm going to encourage you try yoga, 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 try Reiki, try meditating, you know, download the insight timer app. It's free. There are a million meditations on there that you can do on a day in day out basis. So, you know, it is my hope that we are going into a far more conscious time and a time in which we can evolve. I mean, the technology is there. The opportunity is there. We can all work remotely now and have better lives, you know, for example, you know, um, but yoga has always been around, you know, yoga is not high tech, you know, yoga is that, that science and technology from the ancients that like they, they bestowed upon us, uh, to help us live our lives. Um, and it's highly spiritual. And that's the kind of yoga that I'm into. I'm not into the like, Ooh, feel the burn. Let's work out. You know, <laughs> like I want something from my soul, you know, my body. Yeah. My mind. Yeah. But definitely like I want the holistic experience. So read the blog. It's on destinyarchitecture.com. Give us a follow on Twitter at sign destiny arch one and also fearless, the number five pod. You'll, you'll find it. Just look for destiny architecture on Twitter. You'll find it all. So thank you for listening. Thanks for reading the blog. Please leave a comment if you do, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.